0: Everyone, for joining us today on uh, this episode of What Matters. Um, I'm Kylie Scales, Managing Director of Black Lives Matter Global Network, and today we're joined by Bubba Wallace, um, NASCAR driver for Richard Petty Motorsports. Um, You probably heard a lot about Bubba in the past few weeks. Um, he had this amazing race where the car that he used, used the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, right after that, there was an announcement that, um, the, uh, that NASCAR would no longer be using the Confederate flag, which is a huge deal. Um, so we wanted to talk to Bubba and hear more about him. First, um, how, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I know this is like a very, um, Difficult time. There's a lot of mixed emotions happening. You just, you know, did some massive things with NASCAR, but just want to check in. How are you feeling? How are you doing?
1: I'm good. It's been uh, it's been kind of an easier week this week, but I uh, can't really say the same about the previous two weeks, really. Um, doing a lot of interviews and just a lot of just time on the phone, off the phone It just everything was surrounded by social media and doing Zoom calls. So I think I own a little bit of stake in Zoom and Webex and all the all the new uh, apps that you can do these FaceTime videos on. So it's, uh, it's been a lot, but it's been part of it.
0: It's so weird. Everybody is doing all these meetings and stuff, um, just regular meetings on this FaceTime mm-hmm. and, and it's not always, and Zoom and technology isn't always great. So anyway, it's, it's odd, but it we're is. learning. We're learning through absolutely.
1: it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
0: I wanted to just kind of get to know you as a, a person. So we know that, what we know is, is that you're the only Black person that's a that's a driver for NASCAR. Um, and so I, that sends a message to a lot of us who find ourselves as the only Black person in spaces a lot of the time. And so what how, how has that experience been for you? And what kind of, what would you say to a young Black man who's thinking, or woman who's thinking, you know, we want to do something that is different that is not necessarily a part of our everyday culture how, how do you what do you say to us
1: do it i'm all about being different uh, foundation is created um around live to be different is the name about my foundation so um i would encourage everybody to step out of their element step out of their comfort zone and uh, live life to the fullest so uh, yeah, I'm I'm the only African American driver in the Cup Series right now. There's a couple of us, an uh, African American descent, that are trying to come up through the ranks and and make a name for ourselves. But you know, I never really thought of it uh, from from that standpoint of being the only one and maybe why I'm the only one or you know how can we get more and and I, you know it was simple to me. I always said you know it's a lot easier and one it's a lot cheaper to go to your local sporting goods store and buy a basketball, buy a football, buy a baseball, soccer ball, whatever, whatever sport you, you see and you could see yourself doing. It's way easier to go to that sporting goods store, buy that and go on the practice field the next day. Right. For racing, you got to go like underground, find some race shop that may not even be close to you. It could be hours, could be States over, you know, you don't even know um, to go buy that. The price tag is hefty. And then, to go practice at a racetrack, that's just even more money. So just right. from an expensive standpoint, from just how difficult it is, it's way easier to say, I want to be like, like that guy playing basketball. I want to be like that guy or gal playing football. Um, whatever it may be, it's way easier to do it from that standpoint. So I always looked at it from that side of things. But in the last couple of weeks, it's my my narrative's kind of shifted on that. And, and maybe, maybe the African-American community didn't want to be a part of NASCAR because of the Confederate flags. Maybe – the the undertones of and the okay. stigma of the sport kind of you know, proved to go the other way and and you know that that's kind of stuck in my head the last couple of weeks of how do we change it how do we get more people involved and and with the the removal of the Confederate flag uh, was a huge step like you said for uh, for NASCAR and I am super proud of them Sanctioned body for stepping up but you know I don't really know why there isn't more but I'm gonna you know say that that has a lot to do with it. But yeah
0: yeah yeah can you tell us a little bit more about um uh your journey so you that was you laid out and talked about why you chose nascar why you chose the sport that Mm -hmm. was untraditionally a, a black sport um i think and we'll talk a little bit more about how the Confederate flag um, played a part of that and you know the pain and the oppression that that flag represented and how it kind of felt alienating. So I want to hear more about your passion towards making sure that that was no longer an obstacle. But I also want to hear a lot about just your journey in this moment. So you mentioned that this, suddenly you're presenting differently. This moment is different for you. And I, I just want to note, like, for a lot of us, it started when we watched that video um, or heard that there was a video um, of a man being brutalized, being brutally murdered, um, a, a police officer, a, a black gentleman, everyone knows his name now, George Floyd. And, you know, that was the moment for many of us. For some of us, it was long before that. For others, mm-hmm. we were we were struggling with Brianna's death and Amon's death, and yeah. this was just like, enough is enough. So what was your moment that has presented you in this different way?
1: Yeah, mine was, uh, like you said, I have been feeling some, some type of way and pain for a long time, really. But, and in, in, in my, if you put yourself in my shoes, it was, it was tough to speak on if you kept yourself inside, like the sports realm of, of where I'm at from the athlete perspective. And I shifted that perspective from a human being perspective. And that's why I come out publicly and said what I had to say and stand behind what I have to stand by and, and stand up for what's right. And it's, it's more than, it's more than an athlete. We're, we're more than athletes. We are, we are human beings. We have feelings too, and we are activists in, in things that we believe in. And so the Ahmad Arbery death uh, changed the video and, and his death really changed something inside of me to be more active and to stand up and speak out. Uh, and then George Floyd, like you said, enough is enough. And uh, it's sad to see that it's still going on to this day. Um, but, it's, uh, it, it just inspired me to take on that bigger role, take on that role model role yeah. that I've never really kind of fully embraced. It kind of just just happened to be a race car driver and kind of accepted that like um, indirectly. Right. As to where now it's like, okay, I have a platform, I have a voice, I have a following, I have all these things that, you know, I can maybe, maybe not change the world, but change that one person's life. And knowing that I've created change is it, it makes me feel good on the inside because I've I've impacted somebody's life to hopefully do better and hopefully educate their neighbors, their brothers and sisters to uh, to do better.
0: Yes, that, that's amazing. So bring us back to uh, that moment. Well, first, the moment that you decided to put the hashtag and on, on your car. So I know that was a really big deal. So let's talk about that. And then, you know, how did you feel right before the race? How, how, how did people take it? What, what was yep. that moment like?
1: Yep. So um, that was an unsponsored race for us. So uh, we had no major corporate sponsors in our car for that opportunity. So it was right around blackout Tuesday when mm-hmm. a good chunk of the world took part of that, which is really cool to see. And even inside the, the NASCAR world, a lot of athletes or drivers uh, took part in that and stood up. So that was pretty neat. But um, we get tossed around the idea with our, with our race team of, Hey, why not a blackout car uh, for Martinsville? And I'm like, absolutely. I'm in, you know, that's, that sounds great. And then we started kicking around ideas like, okay, well, why don't we, um, you know, find a charitable organization to kind of bring awareness to and let's look up some organizations that we could, you know, associate with. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea as well. And it didn't take me five seconds. And I was like, let's just dive right to the, the, the root of it and go black lives matter. Put that on there. And, and the team stood behind me, Richard Petty Motorsports, uh, Richard Petty himself, Andy Mernstein, Brian Moffitt, everybody there um, stood behind me 100%. So very grateful uh, to have that opportunity and uh, the way to see the, the car come together and have my input have Richard Petty's input uh, was really cool to see the uh, the white hand and the black hand coming together unity uh, having the words love compassion and understanding was was really good really deep and powerful Richard Petty's input of the peace sign um, was was powerful so the whole car was really well received and, and taken upon really the nation which was was cool to see how much uh, positive outreach it had gotten. And, um, so leading up to that race, it was another race for me, but going to my absolute favorite track, uh, the best track for me stat wise, um, knowing that we could have a really good run there, it just kind of amplified everything. And I was super excited to get on track. I was almost nervous. It almost felt like my first yeah. race ever. And right. just because we had so many eyes, there were so many people that were right. watching, Uh, first-time viewers, a lot from the African-American community, which was great. That's the message we've been trying to push along and to create uh, diversion and inclusion in the sport. And it was like, okay, the ball is finally rolling here. And on top of that, we had just announced that the Confederate flag was was gone, it was out of here. Uh, And so that created another snowball. So it was just a lot of outreach going into it. So I had to do my best at kind of managing my emotions. And that was pretty tough. I have never called my mom before race. We'll text before race, but I'm going to, I never called her to pray. And we said, Hey mom, I got two seconds before I got to walk out of the motorhome. And I said, let's say a quick prayer. And the prayer ended up being longer than two seconds. It was about like five minute long prayer, but it it hit on every note. So my mom delivered that in a powerful way. And that's something like, like you think about it's something I've never done, but for that race, I needed that. I needed that prayer. I needed that kind of guidance, and uh, thought that was pretty special.
0: Yeah, it was such an emotional time. I can only imagine it's such an emotional time for everyone. And as I was saying, all those mixed feelings and it was just like yeah. a lot of us were trauma. It's, it's a lot of trauma. It's a lot of fear. So mm-hmm. to really step into your platform, to step into your um, role model um, or your, your moment where you become the role model in this highly charged moment had has only, I can only imagine um, you know, the emotions that we're running through. So it's great to hear the mama was there with the prayer. Yes, That's, for sure. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> for sure. to share that prayer with us at some point so that we can all yeah. you know tap into mama's prayer um, <laughs> um also wanted to so you you mentioned uh and we we've alluded to the confederate flag and 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 it being a part of nascar and it being one of those things that really doesn't feel good um, to black people so we're not mm-hmm. we're if it's there we're not and so mm-hmm. can you talk about some of your analysis as to why that was really important you know uh, how breaking that barrier is going to engage us more and make us feel more included in, in a sport yep. that feels like, you know, kept us away.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, um, you know, we were, we were asked about it for years and I think NASCAR had an initiative of, of getting rid of the flag and, and, and tried that about five years ago. I think Dale jr. Had said something about it. Um, but never kind of followed through with it. And I haven't, I need to ask NASCAR like what happened, you know, why, why, Five years later, it's happening now. You know, now that I said something, it happened. So, I need to still follow up and understand. You know, where the sport was at that time, but I knew, I knew it put them in a tough situation. And uh, just because our fan base is, you know, is, is it's a southern sport, and and that flag means heritage to a lot, it means pride, and it, you know, it means like I'm I'm proud to live in the south. Like, okay, yeah, um, sure, but. <laughs> I think they are unwilling to understand what's past li- just living in the South. Like go back hundreds and hundreds of years ago to when slavery was around and and understand the core meaning of the flag. And 2 a.m. last this morning I was up, um, I typed in on Google, what does the Confederate flag mean? And was looking through all that and, and looked at an article through from a historian standpoint to where it was kind of sharing both sides of the story. Okay. I see the heritage side. I see the hate side and the hate side, obviously it was like starting away more. It's like started out here. And then it was just like, it's like, okay, people, we got to understand that to so many people, like this was a, this is a confederacy that lost for one. It was a lot, It was based around treason. And I'm kind of cliff noting the whole deal, but it was about slavery and trying to keep Uh slaves in the South. And it's, it's like, is that not enough to, 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 to say, Hey, this needs to get out of here. Like we understand, I understand the heritage side. I'm not saying like, I don't care about your heritage. Not none of that because I respect everybody until I'm disrespected. Right. And, and it's like, I read a lot of articles that said, or a lot of tweets that were like, I went to the, I went to my race for the first time and had a blast, but I did feel some type of way when I seen the Confederate flag flying. And that was kind of like the, the summary of all the tweets of like first time African-American uh, race the, that attended the race.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, man, if getting them to come back is just simply removing the Confederate flag and get everybody to feel comfortable, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as me coming up to you. Hey, man, I got family here that doesn't really like that flag being flown. Do you mind taking it down?
0: Right.
1: You know? And if it's like, well, they get into this, this debate and argument, and it's just like, well, I'm not trying to dive in deep on why and what it means, but, you know, it makes somebody feel uncomfortable. I mean, I wouldn't make you feel uncomfortable if you came into my place around my area. You know, if something bothered you, hey, right. come up to me. We'll, 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 find a solution to fix it. But to a lot, it feels like, it feels like a lot of people have taken it as I'm taking away their livelihood and, and you can't go to, they can't fly it at their house or wear their shirts proudly around where they live. You can do what you want. It's a free country. But when it comes to a NASCAR event where I stand up for, for a lot of people and, uh, and i African-American background, then it's like, Hey, let's, let's get rid of it. Let's axe it. Let's, Let's stand up for, for you know respect and respect people, the new faces that are coming in. We all want a new face. You're, you're part of, you like NASCAR so much, you support NASCAR, let's support this decision.
0: Right, I mean, I remember I walked into a friend of mine's house once for the first time and there was a huge Confederate flag in the living room. I'm like, yeah, so that's going to have to come down or I'm going to have to go. And yep. so it, it's just yep. that feeling. And I've heard you talk about, you know, when you, when, when, when you are faced with people who are opposing this concept of just like you said, like if it offends people, you should not want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've heard you uh, talk about how, you know, we just have to kind of think about others. Like maybe it's about you too. And could you say a little more about that? Like, you know, it's really about helping other people to not feel alienated, like just for a minute, thinking about others. And I've heard you speak about that. And it's so powerful.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, it's, our message, the, the video that we've had put together from, from the NASCAR drivers was about listening and learning and understanding and helping our brothers and sisters. And, um, and that's, that's from both sides of the, the problem, the ones that want to help change and the ones that don't want change. It's like, we need to understand why people don't want change and hopefully educate them. And the ones that don't want it need to understand on why that we want it and how we can make this world a better place. And so it's, is it going to change overnight? No, it's been several nights and nothing's changed yet, but slowly, but surely there's a lot that has changed. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. There's a lot that has changed and you start to see some, some signs of improvement and progress, which is, which, which really all you can ask for at this time. But um it's, there's still a large group of people that are out there that are stuck in their ways that are, that are carrying that pride. They won't let their pride down. They won't let that, that wall down. They're afraid of change. And if we could come together and hold each other's hands through this and be like, I'll walk with you. If we take this journey together, that's exactly what we said.
0: Right. Yeah that that all makes a lot of sense and that we can all appreciate that and appreciate this moment so speaking of change like so what do you feel like happens next for you like how do we transform from this moment
1: yeah, that's a good question we were actually on a call with a couple of fellow drivers and nascar leadership uh, earlier this week to figure out okay we had our words now what's the actions that are going to follow and right. i think the root of it was diving into our communities and and Preaching the gospel of you know about NASCAR, about leadership, about helping others, understanding others, just being there for other people, and caring. You know, there's a lot of selfish people in the world. I'm I'm selfish, trust me. I think we're all kind of guilty of that. Um, but it's kind of letting that wall down. Like I said, letting that wall down, going arm in arm, hand in hand, to talk and understand and listen to you know what, how can NASCAR help you come to a race be a fan of sport how can we help you in life in general Mm of um we've all seen the viral video of the kid wanting to shoot basketball outside of his house and there was a cop going down the street and he hid behind the car like that that was tough there was another one where a little girl um her and her mom were walking in the park i believe i forgot what city it was in Uh, a cop had stopped just to talk or rode by or something the little, little girl put her hands up right like they're seeing this stuff on the news and that's what they're being taught to do. And that's, that's the, you know, terrible way to live. And so how do we, how do we break that barrier, you know, break that shell that they're in. And I know a lot of it has to do with the police in the communities, uh, law enforcement in the communities, but how can we work together in conjunction um, of, of helping break that barrier to where we can, you know, trust law enforcement and, you know, enjoy those things that were once, like, I don't know about this, makes me feel uncomfortable, like NASCAR. So right. there's, there's yeah. some stuff that it's not really set in stone. We're still brainstorming ideas.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. And so, Bubba, finally, what, what's your message to um, someone in this moment that feels compelled to rise and utilize their platform to help push forward this new world of, uh, of, of, of addressing racial injustice and, and building Black power and making significant material changes in our communities in this moment where it seems like people are listening. What's what's your message to that person who's like, should I? I want to. What do I do?
1: Do it. Do it and stand behind it. Uh, you know, prime example. I <clears throat> um, got really a couple buddies that are really good friends of mine in the sport. Ryan Blaney, who's actually downstairs right now we're over here hanging out grilling out tonight and uh you know we we are we've been best friends for um a a really long time um 10 years or so maybe longer and we've never really talked about these issues because we we see each other as brothers and as competitors and friends and that's it and so we've never really had issues uh he's never really seen me go through discrimination um and a lot of it I, I get away with because of who I am. And, and, and people are just like, oh, man, Bubba Wallace is around. That's awesome. But I've, I've gone through discrimination privately and, and whatnot. But what I'm getting at is, is uh, I, I was texting him and Chase Elliott um, about I was, going, I was going to text Ryan. But before I could text him, he had posted his message and what he stood up for. And uh, I sent him a thumbs up, said appreciate that. It meant a lot. Um, because I was advocating for all of us drivers to use our platforms. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, it's just hope it comes across the right way. And I was like, said, come on, it come across great. As long as you felt that from the heart. And then when you're asked about it, you stand behind that 100% and don't let anybody take that away from you and try to twist your words, because that's how one, the media acts. And that's how some fans act. They're going to try to twist it and say, you said this and said that I said, but, you stand up for what you believe in and follow through that with your heart, then no one can take that away from you.
0: Yes, that, that is a powerful message. You said such a mouthful. We could keep going on and on and on. I could just mm-hmm. take that many places. But I know you're limited in your time. Um, so I just want to say thank you. Thank yep, you for, for this sure. conversation. Thank you for letting us get to know you a little bit. And we'll be Absolutely. checking and looking out for you. And thank you so much for using the hashtag and bringing that motivation and inspiration to our communities. And um, have a great day. Thanks so much. Right.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, guys.
0: Okay. Bye.
1: All right. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> you <laughs>